After an extended period away, Birmingham City return to action against Liverpool this weekend. Can they make it two wins in a row after their impressive 2-0 win over Manchester City? We preview the game with the help of a special guest, as well as catching you up on what's happened since our last show. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies podcast, Great Since 68. It is episode 23. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm hopefully not too rusty after a month away. Chris Pugh was unable to make the show tonight, but he should be back for next week's show. Joining us this week, though, is Liverpool ladies fan Heather Carroll. She is best known as the creator of lfcladiesfans.blogspot.co.uk, a website unofficially on all things Liverpool ladies. She's also a regular contributor to the award-winning Liverpool podcast, The Anfield Rap. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Heather. Oh, thanks for having me. I imagine you're raring to go for this weekend's game, coming off the back of last Sunday's uh, defeat to Chelsea. It, it had been a month since Liverpool's last fixture before the Chelsea game. Do you think that played a part in the defeat? Yeah, and I mean, as you're saying, it had been a month since our last game before the Chelsea game, and then it comes to that and you get B3-0. So looking forward to getting going again and hopefully get back to winning ways. We begin our first show back in a while by looking back at the She Believes Cup. England beat France in their opening game 4-1. England's goals came from Tony Duggan, Jill Scott, Jodie Taylor and Fran Kirby. Gaetan Tinney got the consolation for France. From an England perspective, I thought they were a professional in what they did, but after the fourth goal, they went a bit sloppy. Wholesale changes can do that to a side, and I think the likes of Ellen White and Alex Greenwood didn't really have much time to make an impact on the game. England took one Birmingham City player to the competition, and Phil Neville chose two players from Liverpool. Greenwood got a chance in the final five minutes or so against France, but was not seen again. I'm someone who rates uh, Greenwood as both a defender and as an option going forward. Uh, why do you think, Heather, that she didn't really get much game time in America? Uh, I'm not sure. I was actually surprised not to see her start at least one of the games. Uh, I think she's been having an excellent season. Well, she knew for me, I think she's been our player of the season so far. Her work rate and you know, the assist that she provides going forward down the left is, is impressive. But... When I looked at the France game and I could sort of see, OK, well, he started Demi Stokes here. Yeah, maybe he's going to play Alex in the later games to give Demi a rest. But then that didn't happen. He just kept persevering with Demi, which so maybe, you know, she's been impressing him. So don't know, do you? No, we'll just have to see if he changes up when we play Wales later in the year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think the more interesting squad will be when we do have these uh, the World Cup qualifiers in the I think it's next month, isn't it? That they've got those qualifiers. I think the next squad will be more interesting than this one because he's had a bit more time to sort of see the players himself and get to a few more games. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, in terms of the Chief Believes Cup, he just wanted to know what he'd already had, probably keep it keep it simple and see what he could do with that team and then build on it going forward into the rest of the year, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. I think as well, you know, he's that's a winning team as well. You know, that he went with, you know, the, the players that he took on, bad players, you know, I'm not saying that. But I think you'll st- you see a few other players creeping into the squad now. Um, obviously we've got Beth England with us and she's been having a storming season and I know yourselves at Birmingham you know you've got Ethan Mannion and uh, Jess Carter who are probably knocking on the door as well if he's watched if he's watched Birmingham play once hasn't he or twice yeah I think so he was it was at the Man City game when we managed to get the win against them so it wasn't a better but it can't be a better stage than that beating the current top team no, but good game for him to get to <laughs> not, not bad at all um, <laughs> next up for England was of course Germany the Lionesses came back twice to earn a draw thanks to a double from Ellen White 
the first fizzed at her and she chested it away from the keeper. She didn't really have much um, chance to know nothing about it, but it went in the net anyway. Her second, a well-timed run to beat the offside trap as she places the ball past the goalkeeper. We come to expect goals from Ellen this season and it's nice to see her continue her scoring form on the international stage. It was also a game in which Siobhan Chamberlain, Liverpool's number one goalkeeper, started between the posts. She conceded twice, but it was a game I didn't think uh, any of the defensive unit will remember or wish to remember, rather. Uh, from your perspective, Heather, what do you think went wrong uh, from a defensive point of view against Germany? Um, I'll be completely honest, I haven't seen much of the game back. I think I've seen the goals once or twice. But you know, you've got to remember that you're coming up against Germany, who were you know, a world-class side. Um, who did they start at centre-back in that game? I can't even remember now, but I know, you know you've got Steph out, haven't you? So. Uh, Zabby McManus and uh, Millie yeah. Bright for that one. So that's you know, two relatively new players to the England setup. Abby McManus, I think that's his second game, isn't it, for England? So you're coming up against Germany. So I think if you'd have had Steph there and you'd have had someone else there alongside maybe Millie, then you might not have had those two goals conceded. It just sort of it plays into Germany's hands a little bit. I think that we didn't have the consistency at the back. Yeah, I can I can see your point of view. Steph is obviously an established player in centre back, and obviously experience is key at this sort of um, international stage um abby mcgannis um i thought she did okay in the games that she played she will learn from one against germany that's for sure um the first goal it was it was kind of a pinball pinball sort of um thing really and it ended up being there was a moment where demi stokes went to clear the ball with a left foot where i thought she could have took it with a right and in that sort of moment when you when the ball's closer to your right foot than your left foot you're gonna take much longer to get your the foot across the body to clear it and i think that Moment of hesitancy led to the goal, and then the second one. I think it was it was yeah it was a mix up between Chamberlain and McManus. It was kind of like um, McManus was to- kind of shepherding the ball back to the goalkeeper, and neither player really wanted to make it theirs really, and she hesitated again. And then, then the player obviously got the ball and put it into the net. Yeah. So yeah, and again, it's a, it's a sort of like the, when one players used to playing against each other and with each other, it's a, a bit of a different ball game, isn't it? Altogether, like you know, Shiver's never played behind McManus before. I know they will have been obviously training together, but it's just it's a little bit different. And in a big game, you know, when you're on the world stage like that, then it just makes it a little bit di- more difficult. Yeah, I would agree. Obviously, the more they play together, if they decide to play them more together in the team in England, then obviously they're going to get better and get more understanding as they go forward. Last up was the decider, England and the USA. They went into the last game with the cup on the line. The Lionesses needed just a point in the final game to clinch the cup. Unfortunately for them, an own goal, another own goal in a crucial England game costs them. Megan Rapinoe's deflected cross struck Millie Bright and then Karen Bardsley before trickling into the net 1-0 was the final score uh what what do you think what do you think it is Heather that just brings this bad luck when England are on the crucial stage <laughs> it's just it's a, it was a weird goal as well wasn't it it was a weird one to watch but I don't think England can be too disappointed with themselves you know I think uh, coming back off the back of a disappointing European championships last summer you know we've got to improve again that we can play against the best and you know 1-0 a defeat against USA on their home soil isn't you know isn't something massively disappointing for me I think that there was plenty to build on from the tournament as a whole and I was actually kind of excited by the football that England were playing you know I thought especially in the France game you know they made a really good showing but then when it comes to the USA game 1-0 I couldn't complain. No I thought, I thought overall in the cup they did well it was, but there's still obviously room for improvement under Phil Neville um, especially defensively but I think it's a good idea now between us just to pick a name of a player who might have impressed you over the three games. Kira Walsh is probably the player that impressed me the most she's obviously come in and she's really trying to establish herself in that central midfield position in those games and she might keep a place for the Wales game. 
Yeah, I'd probably agree with you, to be fair. I think Kira Walsh has been fantastic for Manchester City over the last few seasons, and she's still a very young player as well. You know, I think a lot of the time you see her now and you kind of think she's like up there with the senior players and she's not. She's still very young. The news this week then, and it involves England as well, but it is a chance for the youth teams this time around. Connie Schofield and Shania Hales was called up for the England under-19s. Charlie Wellings, an established player in the first team for Birmingham City, was called up for the England under-20s. And Franz Stenson and Paris McKenzie was called up for the England under-17s. All announced within this past week. Heather, have you heard any news of any Liverpool prospects getting a call-up for upcoming games with England? Yes, we've got uh, six with the under-17s and we've got two away with the under-19s for those games that you mentioned there. The six with the under-17s in particular, they're they're from our current development side and they're all really young players, but they've been fantastic this season. You know, um, they've had a tough season with like Apache run of games. You know, they've had a few games called off and a few they've had to postpone because of international fixtures. But each time they play, you know, they dust themselves off and they go again. And I think they've been really impressive to watch. Yeah, I would, I would um, echo that also for Birmingham. There's obviously a lot of good young uh, English players coming up through the ranks in all the clubs in England. And as it becomes more of a professional league, uh, it can only go from strength to strength, I think. So we wish everyone the best of luck as England prepare for the next games. Our next topic then is Birmingham City's developmental squad and another successful win in the semi-final of the Developmental League Cup competition. Georgia Popple with the winning goal in extra time and in a 1-0 win over Reading in the semi-finals. They will play a familiar face. They will play Manchester City in the final <laughs> on a date yet to be announced. Popple is not a name that I'd come across before, but I asked uh, Chris Pugh, who's my co-host, who couldn't make it tonight, unfortunately, and he told me that he didn't know much about Arriva. But one thing he does know is that she is the current captain of the developmental team, so that speaks uh, volumes of how much they think she's a credit to the squad. Scoring goals in big games at the right moment is obviously very crucial to any success for any team. Uh, No doubt Blues will be hoping she was destined for great things in the future and this is such a great start for her to impress the manager, Mark Skinner. Heather, I'm not sure if you've had the chance to see the match back in February when Liverpool reserves played Man City in this League Cup competition, eventually going out 3-0, but um, if you had a chance to see them play, what kind of team is this youthful Manchester side? I've not actually, I wasn't at that game, I was away um, for that game, unfortunately, but um, you're right, they did knock us out the cup in, I think it was the quarterfinals, they knocked us out in, but they did have, I will just say, they had Georgia Stanway playing, um, and I think she scored a couple of their goals, <laughs> um, but no, but I think the Man City team this season, they have put, um, they have seemed to develop a few players up, they've got a lot of good players, they've got like Poppy Patterson, I think, in there now, isn't she, uh, Jess Park has been playing for them. You've also got Sabina Fletcher, who I know a lot about. From She came from Liverpool's development squad last season. Um, she's a very good right-back, and I think um, she provided a couple of assists against us again at the weekend. And they've also nicked our captain as well. They've got Lizzie Earle playing for them in the second half of the season. So they've got like a really strong team. Yeah, it's not it's not like Man City to bring in some of the best players, is it? <laughs> no, no. It's the... Yeah, obviously, obviously, like the likes of Ellie Roebuck, who's come through the Man City team, obviously he's having a really good uh, season this year in um, place of Karen Bardsley, who's obviously been injured for a lot of it. But as you say, uh, Georgia Stanway, who's still such a young player, who's showing what she can do on the first team level, is also obviously still doing it for the <laughs> reserve team. Still doing it for the reserves as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's been she's been in a form in our side this season. She was um, in, instrumental in our defeat to uh, City at the start of the season when we were. Um, leading for like about 70 minutes in that one I think but she, she's got she's got the knack to just bring out 
the best in City and obviously it's to the detriment of everyone else at the moment that's the thing I think as well with that game I think she was coming back from injury and that's why they played minutes to give her some minutes but she's just grabbed that game by the scuff of the neck and has took them you know on onto the semi-finals <laughs> we'll move on to our main topic of this week then and that is the Birmingham City versus Liverpool game this Sunday uh, obviously Beth England as you mentioned earlier she's returning to action after missing out against her parent club Chelsea and has a record of 11 goals in 13 games for Liverpool this season Birmingham they have their own informed striker back from a trip with England obviously Alan White she's got seven goals in eight games for Blues this season in an injury hampered season Liverpool won their last meeting 1-0 in Widnes in November I remember it being a game of very few chances that evening it was a very bitterly cold evening absolutely freezing with the wind Neve Charles with a winning goal chipping Hannah Hampton who was in for the uh, Anne Catherine Berger who was watching from the sidelines uh, Charlie Wellings fl- failed to do the same she had a chance to chip the keeper and it went narrowly wide do you think that's a fair assessment of the game however it was a game of very few chances in my opinion yeah, very much so. And I think that seems to be the standard for every Liverpool versus Birmingham game that I've seen over the last few years. You know, it's not it's not usually a game where one side will go out and, you know, win two, three, four nil. It's always, you know, two one or one nil. It's never um a massive scoreline either way. It's always quite tight and I think Neve obviously scored a brilliant goal and it was just that little bit of luck that we needed just to push us over the line and get the three points there. Really looking forward to the game, though. I think I like I do like games against Birmingham because I think they're a good test, a good side to test yourselves against. You know they're very good defensively, but I think with you know obviously your new manager coming in, he's um, he's making you more of an attacking force as well. You know I think he said as he doesn't want you to be seen as this um, like a brute force kind of team where it's they're tough to play against, but he wants them to be known for like playing football the proper way as well. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely changed it a lot over the last uh, year or so. It's obviously. He's trying to, I think it's a more, more fluid approach to the way that they want players to be able to transition in between different positions. And obviously, as you, as you said, we're, we've been known as a defensive team and we're trying to get that win um, from, the, from a defensive strong uh, foothold. But obviously he's trying to be more of an attacking side, as you say. And we, we were playing attacking players that he's brought in. A lot of pace, obviously, with Lucy Quinn and Emma Follis on the wings and such. But it'll be interesting to see what sort of formation he goes against um, Liverpool this weekend. He's not he's not one for the massively on formations. He, he likes it to be more fluid, as I say. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes anyway. Um, since the last game, Birmingham have welcomed back keeper Anne-Catherine Berger, who was watching from the stands, as I mentioned, last November, as well as Ellen White. Uh, Keris Harrop, I think, was missing that game as well after getting uh, sent off against Man City earlier in the season. Liverpool, meanwhile, have lost Tasha Harding, who has moved to Reading, and Casey Stoney, who has retired to join Neville's coaching staff with England, both of which started the last meeting between the two sides. What can we expect from Liverpool this time around, Heather? Well, as you said, you know, we've lost Tash. Tash has gone um, to Reading at the weekend against Chelsea. We actually played three at the back because of our... We've got we're a bit short at the back at the moment. Obviously we have Casey retire. Gemma Bond has been out injured. I'm not sure when she's gonna be back. I don't think she's far off, but I'm not sure if she's back for the weekend or not. And then we've also got Amy Turner who's gonna miss the rest of the season again. So that's our three centre halves. And you've also got 
uh, young girl, Lee Fletcher, who got injured on international duty a few weeks ago. Um, and she's also out. So that's our four, our four centre-back options, really, that are, that are missing. What we did was we shifted Sophie Ingle back into centre-defence and then moved both Alex Greenwood and Satara Murray in from full-back to join her. So it was like three centre-backs. And, you know, I'd rather see them players playing in different positions, I think, you know, especially to move Alex in from left-back, I think, is, is a loss to the side. But what else can we do at the moment when we've got so many players out injured yeah I, I can understand that obviously with injuries you have to make do with what you can and obviously Jess Carter's been a player who's been playing a right back for Birmingham this season but uh, a lot of fans think she um, is wasted there and she'll yeah. be playing the midfield so I can understand that from that point of view Greenwood yeah I would agree she's got um, she's a good attacking option and you don't really want to give that up to be more defensively but obviously needs must when you've got players out as you mentioned is it a bit too simplistic to say that um, Beth England is going to be the threat to watch this uh, this weekend? <laughs> Obviously, she's the, the, she's the obvious one to pick out. But who who do you think else could be a trouble for Birmingham? Obviously, um, Neve Charles was the difference last time. So Neve Neve's been injured as well, and I'm not again. I'm not sure when she's going to come back. Hopefully, she'll be back for this weekend as well. But yeah, I mean, Beth is the obvious choice. She scored 10 goals since January. Since Tash went, we've moved Beth into like a more central position. She's been like leading the line up front and it's paid off wonders for her and for us. You know, we've certainly been reaping the rewards from that. We've also got Jess Clark, um, you know, who's a very experienced WSL winger there. And she plays sort of just off Beth to the side. And you'll have either Ashley Hodson or Ali Johnson probably on the other wing. We've got a very good attacking, you know, trio, whoever we can play up, up front there. But I think that another player who's been standing out for me in recent weeks has been Laura Coombs in the midfield, especially with losing, you know, Sophie Ingle when she's got to step back into defence. I think Coombs has really stepped up and, you know, she's providing the link between, you know, the back line and the forward line and she sort of runs box to box. You know, she's a work rate's impressive. Finally, it's time for predictions. As our guest, Heather, we will give you the honours and give you the choice to get the score <laughs> predictions in first for this Sunday. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm obviously going to go for Liverpool win. Um, but as I said to you, you know, I think it will be close and I think it'll be, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 to Liverpool. She's gone for 2-1. Uh, I spoke to Chris earlier and Chris has gone for a 2-0 win for Birmingham for those keeping track of our predictions this season. Uh, as for me, I, could, I would agree with you. It's going to be a close game, I think. But I think Blues will just come out on top just uh, and I will given that we've got our first choice defence back um, compared to last time, and I think we're going to edge it 1-0. Thanks to Heather. Thanks for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed your time on the show. Yeah, thanks very much. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Heather for joining us. You can find her on Twitter at hev underscore 91. And I'm at Craig Hadley. You've been listening to the Great Sense 68 podcast, the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies audio show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or any other podcasting platform. You can also find the show on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on.